Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, my. <laughs> All right. And so now, um, we already said it, get your Bible, your pen, your notebook, all of that, because this is not a spectator event. This is not for you to sit and watch. This is for you to participate in. How do you participate? When we go to the word, you go to the word, put your eyes on it, get the word in your eye gate, get the word in your ear gate, and then you speak the word, let it come out of your mouth gate. Faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of God. You need to play the word. You need to meditate the word so, to, so it gets to the point where the word is no longer words on a page, but it's the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And now you have a live word that is empowered to you. It's empowered for you and it's empowered through you. So be a participant. Don't be a spectator. Amen. 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 All right. So, all right. So now um, the book Apostle True was talking about is right here. Um, if you'd like to get a copy to go along with, um, to go along with us while we are live, then there you go. She said, we're on page 19 today. So you can get your book from, I, I recommend Barnes and Noble because the price is steady there. Um, Amazon, they change the prices. They go up quite a bit, but Barnes and Nobles is a good place to get it. Okay. Um, so if you want to get a book, follow along with the chat, be a blessing to somebody else. And um, Apostle, you were saying that you have found it to be such a wonderful evangelistic tool, um, like a little, Absolutely. just a wonderful evangelistic tool. It's so wonderful and so easy to be able to share the gospel um, using this book as a tool. It was written that way. It was written that way. And it cuts through all the religious stuff, all the mm -hmm. stuff that gets us entangled and wrong mindsets that we have to, I call it negative yardage. We have to unlearn all that stuff so we can learn what God is really saying. Absolutely. And there's no, this cuts straight to the chase, straight to the heart of God. Amen. 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 So thank you for uh, sharing that uh, slide with us so that uh, those who have a heart to receive, because I believe that um, this season, you're going to really, really uh, find that uh, this part of the book is going to really give you access to things that you probably didn't realize that you had. Um, you do have an inheritance. Uh, Jesus didn't just die for salvation. And so I, I really do encourage you. This is a great tool. If it wasn't, we wouldn't even be on here. And if you go back to season one and you check out what we were doing and what we were talking about there, you will begin to see what I'm talking about because that was just the first part of the book. And so this part here, how do we receive the promises, the art of receiving the promises of God. Oh my goodness. Just, just the title alone gets, doesn't it get you ex excited? How do yes. I, yes, yes, absolutely. There is an art to doing this and it's just yes. as easy as a salvation. And so without Amen. further ado, we're going to get to page 19. I'm going to ask Prophetess Free to share um, a story that she wrote. It is absolutely awesome. It gets right to the heart of things. And then she's going to expound and we're going to be able to chat about it. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Apostle True. 
Um, so yes, page 19, part two, how do I receive? And I just want to read the first paragraph first. Um, and it says, some of you may be asking, why do I need to learn to receive? The answer is simple, because many Christians don't know how to. It's really that simple. Mm -hmm. Think about it for a moment. How many Christians do you know, faithful and strong in the faith as they may be, they still walk around sick, mm. broke, in poor quality relationships, scared, traumatized, defeated, good Christians, but this is how they walk around. The fact of the matter is there are many Christians who still do not understand the art of receiving God's promises. If they did, they'd be living healthy, prosperous, and victorious lives. Then the next sentence says, whether receiving salvation, check out season one, or the promises of God, the process is the same. So um, with that, we're going to go into the story that Apostle True has been talking about. Just turn the page. It's on page 20. It's called Who Will Take the Sun? The author is unknown. It's a story that I found on the Internet. I had heard several times and when the Lord dropped this book into my spirit, I knew that the story had to be a part of it. So take a listen. Who will take the sun? A wealthy man and his son loved to collect rare works of art. They had everything in their collection, from Picasso to Raphael. They would often sit together and admire the great works of art. When the Vietnam conflict broke out, the son went to war. He was very courageous and died in battle while rescu rescuing another soldier. The father was notified and grieved deeply for his only son. About a month later, just before Christmas, there was a knock at the door. A young man stood at the door with a large package in his hands. He said, sir, you don't know me, but I am the soldier for whom your son gave his life. He saved many lives that day and he was carrying me to safety when a bullet struck him in the heart and he died instantly. He often talked about you and your love for art. The young man held out his package. I know this isn't much, I'm not really a great artist, but I think your son would have wanted you to have this. The father opened the package. It was a portrait of his son painted by the young man. He stared in awe at the way the soldier had captured the personality of his son in the painting. The father was so drawn to the eyes that his own eyes welled up with tears. He thanked the young man and offered to pay him for the picture. Oh, no, sir. I could never repay what your son did for me. It's a gift. The father hung the portrait over his mantle. Every time visitors came to his home, he took them to see the portrait of his son before he showed them any of the other great works he had collected. The man died a few months later. There was to be a great auction of his paintings. Many influential people gathered, excited over seeing the great paintings and having an opportunity to purchase one for their collection. On the platform sat the painting of the sun. The auctioneer pounded his gavel. We will start the bidding with this picture of the sun. Who will bid for this picture? There was silence. Then a voice in the back of the room shouted, we want to see the famous painting, skip this one. But the auctioneer persisted. Will someone bid for this painting? Who will start the bidding? $100, $200. 
Another voice shouted angrily, we didn't come to see this painting. We came to see the Van Goghs, the Rembrandts. Get on with the real bids. But still the auctioneer continued, the sun, the sun, who'll take the sun? Finally, a voice came from the very back of the room. It was the longtime gardener of the man and his son. I'll give $10 for the painting. Being a poor man, it was all he could afford. We have $10. Who'll bid 20? Give it to him for 10. Let's see the masters. $10 is the bid. Won't someone bid 20? The crowd was becoming angry. They didn't want the picture of the sun. They wanted the more worthy investments for their collections. The auctioneer pounded the gavel. Going once, going twice, sold for $10. The man sitting on the second row shouted, now let's get on with the collection. The auctioneer laid down his gavel. I'm sorry, the auction is over. What about the paintings? I'm sorry. When I was called to conduct this auction, I was told of a secret stipulation in the will. I was not allowed to reveal that stipulation until this time. Only the painting of the sun would be auctioned. Whoever bought that painting would inherit the entire estate, including the paintings. The man who took the sun gets everything. God gave his son 2,000. Well, this is me talking now, <laughs> I think. Anyway, God gave his son 2,000 years ago to die on a cruel cross. No, it's the story. Much like the auctioneer, his message today is the sun. The sun, who will take the sun? Because you see, whoever takes the sun gets everything. Amen, amen. I think that um, story is so pertinent um, because it really explains that a lot of times people don't recognize that the sun and everything that he did. Let me, let me share something with you um, on page 20, uh, you, you read, he said, sir, this is uh, like the third paragraph. He said, he said, sir, you don't know me, but I'm the soldier for who, whom your son gave his life. He saved many lives that day. And he was carrying me to safety when a bullet struck him in the heart and he died instantly. He often talked about you and your love of art. He saved many that day. And while carrying me, see, God does that for us. He doesn't want us to stay in the same place. He doesn't want us to miss the things that he has for us. And his love for us is such that he was a lot, that they pierced him in his heart. His heart. They pierced mm. him in his heart. They pierced him in his eye. His heart is so full for you to receive him. Amen. I mean, he's bursting. Uh, we were praying before we got on and prophetess free said <laughs> god is full and if we just if you just incline if or if you just pick, let your ear be picked by something that is being said he is going to pour out because his heart is so full and he wants you to have everything everything that he died for everything nothing is held back you just have to receive the son. You just have to receive Jesus. Jesus in his fullness. Not just Jesus, the name Jesus. Jesus, the man who is fully God. 
who came to die for you and to give us life on this earth, give us eternity. Everything that the son had belongs to us. And that just touched me. I really, every time I hear it, he carried me to safety. While he was carrying me to safety, that's when he was pierced in the heart. That's when the blood ran freely. That's when the blood covered my sins. That's when the blood allowed me to be the righteousness before Christ. Hallelujah. 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 So, Apostle True, I'm hearing the Lord say, you know, let's build some faith for this. The word says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That word of God, it doesn't just mean the Bible. It doesn't mean the Bible. It actually means the spoken word from God to you. Amen. So again, I will say that as we are going through the scriptures, don't let these just be words on a page. I don't care how much you underline them, how much you highlight them. I don't care if your Bible looks like a coloring book. Mm -hmm. It's not until you spend time with that word and let it begin to create an image on the inside of you of what this word is saying that you're beginning to hear it. And, and it's not until you spend time with this word and let this word make changes on the inside of you so that you're able to receive it, that you're really hearing what this word is saying. And then when you have that aha moment, when you have that eureka moment, that's when faith has come. Because, mm -hmm. oh God, that's what you're mm -hmm. saying. <laughs> and then when you understand what God is saying, the faith is there to carry it out. Whatever he tells you to do with that word, the faith is there for it in that moment. Now, if you get that, ooh, that aha moment and God tells you to do something and you're like, I'll do it tomorrow. Guess mm. what? That faith is gone. Faith was there in that moment for that word that he gave you. That baked potato you ate yesterday is not doing anything for your body now. That was yesterday. Even if you go healthy, the broccoli, the green beans, what you ate yesterday, you ate that yesterday. Your body needs to be fueled today. It's the same way with the word of God. In the moment that you hear, that's why in the day that you hear his voice, harden mm. not your heart. How do you harden your heart? Do you all of a sudden get a hard heart like Pharaoh had and it's hard? No, no, no. You harden your heart bit by bit by hearing his word and not doing it. Mm. But first you got to hear it and you hear it by spending time with it. So let's build faith for receiving the promises of God. Okay, and I'm just going to turn to scriptures as I hear Holy Spirit given to me. Um, but I'm in the King James Version right now. Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Luke chapter 12, verse 32. And Apostle True, when you get it, would you mind reading that, please? Okay, you said Luke. Yes, chapter, chapter 12. 12. Verse 32. And you see how we're turning to the scriptures in real time with you? That's to give you time to turn to the scriptures and put your eyes on it. All right. Absolutely. All right. I am in Luke 12, verse 32, and I am reading from the New King James Version. It says, Do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's your father's good pleasure. It thrills him to give you the kingdom. Have you ever gotten a gift for somebody and you were so excited for them to have it? I mean, they didn't do anything to earn it. It was just like their birthday. They were just born. They were just there. 
and you just had something and, and you were just so excited for them to get it. You were more excited for them to get it than they were to get it. That's how God feels about giving us his kingdom. What is his kingdom? For the purpose of this conversation, it's everything he has. Mm-hmm. Everything he has. He's not trying to hold back anything good from us. And all he has for us is good. Amen. 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 All right. Just turn over a couple of pages. Luke chapter 15, verse 31. This is in the context. This is the parable of the prodigal son. And the father is speaking to the older son in this. But let's look at God talking to us now, his children. All right. So Luke 15, verse 31. Verse 31. All right. And it reads from the New King James Version. And he said to him, son, you are always with me and all that I have is yours. You know what God's saying? He's saying, you're mine. You're with me. You're with me. You belong to me. And everything I have is yours. You don't have to go outside looking for something. In this context, like I said, it's in the parable of the prodigal son. The father is talking to the older son who got upset because younger son went out, messed up, came back, and father welcomed him with open arms and threw him a big party. And the son's like, wait a minute, I've been here. I've been obedient to you this whole time. You've never done anything like that for me. Son, what do you mean? You are always with me. All this belongs to you. You have just as right as much right to use it. You, you are here. You can use it anytime you want. It belongs to you. That's what God is telling us about his kingdom. It's his good pleasure to give it to us. We are his children. So everything he has is ours. That's why we can come boldly to the throne of grace to receive what we need. That's why without faith, it's impossible to please him because we must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently sees us. He's always rewarding us. He's rewarding us with, and and not rewarding us for good behavior. It means he gives us things. (laughs) He gives us things. He's ever ready to give. It, It belongs to us as a matter of fact. Oh Lord, holy, okay, follow me. Follow me. Mm-mm-mm-mm. All right. <laughs> okay. Ha ha ha. Oh Lord. Thank you. Ask. Jesus. Is that Matthew 7? Let me check. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Oh my Thank goodness. You, this is so good. I told you God's excited. Oh, yes, he is. Okay. Matthew yes, chapter 7, verse 7. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ask and keep on asking, and it well, that's the so ask and it shall be given unto you. But if you study that word ask out, it doesn't mean to ask like to request. That word means to demand. Demand and it shall be given to you. In other words, mm-hmm. you get to come on your authority as a son, not demanding God to give you this, but putting your demand on the word that it already belongs to you. So you can call it and have it because it already belongs to you. You're mm-hmm. not waiting for God to drop something out of heaven. You're not hoping and wishing that he'll do it. Son, you are ever with me. Daughter, you are ever with me. All that I have is yours demand it to come to you it belongs to you absolutely but if we don't know this 
if we don't have this knowledge, if we don't have this understanding of our identity in him, if we don't have this understanding of this covenant right, then we are not going to receive on the level that God has us, um, that God desires to bless us. Are you, are you seeing this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing this? Okay, so now, and I know somebody pulled that out. I know somebody, I'm, y'all, that's right. Keep on drawing. Whatever you need, whatever you need to know, whatever mm-hmm. questions you've had that you don't even know you've had, just come. Be ready to receive. God knows what you need. He'll give it to you. Praise the Lord. Um, Psalm. Oh, yes. Let me just say something. So with that, because the context that she's bringing to you is that we are children of God. Once we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are with him at all times. That's why we can now go to him in prayer and ask for things. And I think sometimes the hang up with us is that when we ask, we don't believe. Or if we do believe, we give up because we think that we need to just ask the ones, I don't want to bother God. I've heard people say that. I don't want to trouble God about certain things. But this scripture in Luke, Luke 7, uh, I'm sorry, Matthew 7, uh, verse 7, it says, ask and it will be given to you and you will find, knock and it will op- be open to you. So there's ask, knock, knock, knock. That's not, it's. That's right. That's right. Ask, keep, keep asking. And I, and I understand that you know that, but you have to put that in practice. You have to put that in practice. When you recognize that God has everything for you, you will recognize that when you ask, you have, then you will recognize that you have keyless access. That's another topic altogether. Lord Jesus, that's good. That's another topic altogether, but you will begin to recognize that you have keyless access and any place in the kingdom of God, whatever it is that you need, if you just say, Father, this is what I need, because he knows. And if you are walking in the path of righteousness, if you are following Jesus, he has everywhere he takes you, this provision. Amen. I just needed to say that. Yeah. And so let me read it in the Amplified Classic, still Matthew 7, 7. Keep keep on asking and it will be given you. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking reverently at the door and the door will be open to you. And so it's not just that one knock. It's the keep on knocking, but it's not the keep on knocking because I don't think God heard me. I don't know. No, no, no. You have the confidence and you knock and praise God. You the door is open and then keep on. There's another door. Keep on knock as many doors as there are. I'm going to knock on them. I'm not. Oh, God, I've like you said, um, I've asked you for too much or no. Um, God already blessed me to pay my rent this month. So I'm not going to pray for grocery money. Does that even make sense? Right. You are his child. Right. He provides everything for you. And, you know, and here's the thing about it, too. We think we're being humble. We think we're taking God into consideration. And we think, you know, we're doing him a favor. We're being sweet to him by not pressing him too much. Now, granted, we as people, we might appreciate when other people do that to us. Right. (laughs) But God is our heavenly father. That's why we endeavor to be more like him. And when we realize that our supply comes from him and that he is limitless, then we understand that our supply is limitless. So we don't have to get 
you know, worse worried when people keep coming to us. But anyway, God is happy. It's his good pleasure to give Absolutely. us the kingdom. And, and let me just say this, because as you were talking, this just came to mind uh, about the keyless access. Because when you are praying, you're not saying, Lord, this is what I need. Lord, how can, because he already knows what you need. God already knows everything that you need. So one of the things that personally, where I understood the keyless entry, Lord, where is it that I need to go? What is it that, who is it that I need to ask? Mm-hmm. You tell me, you lead me, and then I'll do whatever it is. Because see, it's already there. Keyless access means that I, wherever you send me, there's the provision. Mm-hmm. So when uh-huh. when when the servants when when uh, the the father told the servants when the prodigal came home they said go ahead and get the fatty cow go ahead and get they didn't ask well where is that uh-uh. <laughs> even the servants had to understand what things was in the house Amen. they even understood what was taking place in the house that the mm-hmm. son would have mm-hmm. to even ask the servant what's going on no right okay. 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 So we have to recognize that we have access to everything. We just have Mm -hmm. to access Father. If we if we don't know because we've never accessed that before, Lord, what storeroom is that in? Mm -hmm. And then the other part of that, talking about receiving on the same level God desires to bless, when He tells you go. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how impossible it may look. Mm. It doesn't matter, you know, Lord, oh, you want me to go do that? Mm. Oh, no. You know, uh-uh. He told you where the provision is. Now, right. are you going to go get it? Mm-hmm. So this isn't the time to say, God didn't answer my prayer. This is right. time to say, did I obey him? Did I do what he told me to do? Okay. And so we're, we were talking about Matthew seven seven uh and apostle true said he already knows what you need right and we know in matthew 6 33 jesus uh or matthew 6 excuse me jesus says so you know god knows what you your father your Mm -hmm. heavenly father knows what you need so you don't have to ask like the gentiles do what are we going to eat what are we going to drink what are we going to wear no but seek ye first the kingdom of god so our heavenly father already knows what we have need of so what is his heart in giving to us. Mm, come on. Turn to 1 Timothy chapter 6. God doesn't give to us just to get by. Oh, thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. 1 Timothy chapter, chapter 6. six. Yes, and it will be verse 17. This is where Paul is instructing Pastor Timothy um, how to teach and instruct the well-to-do in his church. But we're going to look at it through the prophetic lens, what God is saying to us today, the rhema that he's giving to us today. Okay, Um, so we're going to read 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, and we're going to focus on the last part of the verse. So if you will read that when you are when you are ready. Okay, so first, uh, Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, the New King James Version states, 
Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. All right. So those well to do, don't don't have, don't put your trust in your riches. No. Mm. But what Paul is saying, tell them to put their trust in the living God who gives us richly all things because we need it? No. He gives us richly all things to enjoy. God is all about pleasure. Did you know that? He created Mm -hmm. us for his pleasure. He has pleasure in our prosperity. It's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. And what he explained to me, it's my pleasure for you to let me love you. Hence, God's love song. Mm -hmm. I learned to be his beloved. All right. So I'm going to read that last part of the verse out of the Amplified Classic. It's talking about trusting God who richly and ceaselessly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. What does that say to you? Let me tell you what it says to me. If he gives me He provides me everything for my enjoyment. That means anything I could possibly enjoy is in him. Anything outside of him, that's not for my enjoyment. It might be for the enjoyment of my flesh. But if you sow enjoyment to the flesh, you shall what? Of the flesh reap corruption. But if you sow enjoyment to the spirit, which is in God, then you shall of the spirit reap everlasting life. God provides us with everything. Wait, wait, wait. He richly and ceaselessly means without stopping, hallelujah, provides us with everything for our enjoyment. So that means, oh, God blessed me so big this time. I must have to wait another year for him to bless me again. Mm -hmm. Or God blessed me with the provision for this. And now that provision is gone. What am I going to do? Because now I need this. Mm. No, no. He richly and ceaselessly, without stopping, provides us with everything for our enjoyment. And now let me tell you what I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying. If when we get these blessings, we're still worried on some level, worried about it's going to run out, worried about how long is it going to last, worried about, okay, I got this, but now this is coming up, then we're not even enjoying this. We have not received it. Whoa. We have not received it in the same manner that he gave it. He gave it to us for our enjoyment. Even if it's to pay a bill, even if it's to meet a need, he gave it to us for our enjoyment. Enjoying what? Enjoying being his child. Enjoying knowing that whatever I need, God's got it. Enjoying knowing that God's never going to let me down. Enjoying knowing that, you know what? Let me tell you all about one of my favorite movies, Mary Poppins, the classic Mary Poppins, not the new one that came out a few years mm-hmm. ago, the classic Mary Poppins. She's this super nanny. She does a really good job taking care of children. And she uh, floated into this family's life and she had a, a bag, a carpet bag, kind of like a, a tr- carry-on bag if you're traveling to airports. And so she went upstairs to unpack her things and the children were up there watching her and she opened her little bag and out of it 
she was pulling up, up it was a great big old floor <laughs> lamp then she pulled out a great big old mirror mm -hmm. and the children are on the floor under the table looking like where is the how is all this stuff coming out of this bag she was traveling light but she had everything she needed mm -hmm. and the lord showed me i can travel light and get everything i need when he stationed me to the Virgin Islands, my prayer was, Lord, I want to be able to take nothing but my Bible and get everything I need. And praise God, he delivered. <laughs> he delivered, but not he delivered and woohoo. Um, you know, that's a great thing on God's part. But he taught me how to really walk out what I asked him for, mm -hmm. how to be able to put my trust in his word. By every word, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth, that comes out and keeps coming out of the mouth of God. And as he took me down this road, Lord, I want to be able to take nothing but my Bible and get everything that I need. He was showing me how this was the bag and I could reach in the bag and get everything mm -hmm. I needed, just like Mary Poppins did. But then guess what happened? As I continued in this word, what does Jesus say? If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I continued in that word. I continued walking in this and getting everything I need. And then one day I heard the voice of God say, Catherine, you are the bag. So guess what? Everything is in me. Mm -hmm. Everything that I need is in me. And as I live in the spirit, walk by the spirit, operate in the spirit, commune with God in the spirit, worship him in spirit and in truth. And he continues to show me that he's already given me his kingdom. Luke 17, 21 tells us that the kingdom of God, the same kingdom that it's his pleasure to give us, it's inside of us. It's inside. And so we can get that supply. And so when God gives us richly all things to enjoy, this is so Holy Spirit. Thou art ever with me. Mm -hmm. Enjoy being with him in his presence. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. When I practice being with him, every provision brings enjoyment because number one, I get to see another part of God. I get to experience another manifestation of his word and will and provision in my life. And I get to live the worry-free life. I don't have to worry where the next is coming from. And I get to live a life of enjoyment with him, like truly like being happy and joyful and enjoying the things that he's given me. The blessing, uh, Proverbs 10, 22, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Oh, you just said so much. <laughs> I I couldn't stop. I know, but she it's just it's amazing because because that one scripture right here in First Timothy seventeen that last part it says, you know, it's telling us not to put not even the rich, but for you not to put your hope in anything else. See, this is the title of this um, new season, the art of receiving God's promises. And this scripture here is really trying to help us understand that God has to be, Jesus has to be the focus. Amen. He has to be the center of your life. Amen. Not the promises. That's, That's what right. he's saying. That's right. See, when you find your joy in Jesus, That's I'm, right. I'm talking to you again because, you know, we're talking to you about these things because this is what God has been speaking to us about. When you truly find your 
uh, your life uh, encompassed and, and just saturated by Jesus, then the promises are all yours. Amen. You're not focused on the promise. You're focused on the promise keeper. keeper. That is where you find your joy. Well, you want scripture? How about Abraham? God promised him a son from his own body. And he did it. And then he said, I, I'm going to have to test you to see. What is it that you really want? The promise? You want the riches? You want the fame? Because he promised that. He promised him that. He said, what is it that you really want? Everything that's attached to the promise or do you want me? And when he told him what to do, he said, go ahead and sacrifice your only son. The one that I promised I was going to give you. And he did that. He went to the mountain. Watch this. He went to the mountain that God told him to go to. That's right. And when he got there, he was about to go ahead and take his life. And God, the, the angel had to come and tell him, don't touch him. He said, because now I know. Now I know. See, let me tell you something. The story starts out that God, uh, Abraham was uh, counted righteous because he believed God. But when the test came down to, when it came down to it, God understood that he loved him, that he was his portion. He delighted in the father. He delighted in the relationship with him. And so as we continue to walk with Christ, we become, we, uh, Prophetess Free said something. She said, you're no longer holding the bag. But you become the bag. I love the bag. Because you're so entwined with God now. That's John 15. The whole that's John 15 right there. If you abide in me and I abide in you, you can produce. See, a lot of times we get fruit mixed up and we believe that it's ministries, we believe it's uh whatever it is that you want to think it is, right? But when you bear fruit, you bear witness to who you're connected to. That's it. And that's why God says, I prune that those things that are, you have to have go to prunings. Where did that come from? That ain't, that's not a part of me. <laughs> you pick something up. We're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to cut that off. Or something is coming up that doesn't look like me. There's some corruption there. But God wants to know, do you love his son? Do you love him? God wants to know, are you seeking him? Or are you seeking the things that he can give you? you. And once you put your, once you learn how to love, receive God's love, and then fall into his love, wherever he is leading you, you will begin to see. You're not going to look at the money that's coming in. You're not going to look at the faces that are talking to you. You're not going to look at any of those things. You're going to say, you're going to, when you do look at them, you're going to say, okay, that's a signpost. That's um, one of those, um, uh, what do you call it when you find a, um, 
like a McDonald's in your area. It's like a, I said signpost, but it is something that will show you that you are walking in the path of uh, that God has set for you, that you are being led by the spirit of God. Because everything is going to be where God says it's going to be. Okay. You make the left, you'll see the McDonald's on the corner, a landmark. Hallelujah. The landmark. Okay. You go up the street, you will see the man standing there at the at the door, telling we need that room for the um for the Passover. Okay. Untie the coat. Yeah. Are you getting me? Amen. You have to be so in tune with Christ. You have to have a relationship with Christ that is that rivals no other. Nothing can rival the love that you have or the, the desire to be with him and to learn from him and to spend time with him. It can nothing can rival that. And I, I'm sorry, not your children, not your mother, not your spouse. I'm not saying that you cannot love them. It cannot rival the love that you have for Christ. Go ahead. Amen. And it comes back to God gives us richly all things to enjoy. That family, that job, that hobby. He gives it to us for us to enjoy. But the only <laughs> way we're going to enjoy it is if we put him first. And so this is where part two, the art of receiving God's promises, connects with part one, beyond salvation, redefining eternity as you know it. Go back, watch season one. In that season, we talked so much about the importance of making Jesus Lord. Because when you make him Lord, you're saying, I'm going to do what you say. That's the smartest thing any person could ever do mm. since he knows how to access everything. That, what did he say? All things that the father has are mine. God mm. gave everything that he had to Jesus and Jesus wants to give them to us. So when we make him Lord and he tells us, go here, do this, do that. He's telling us how to access all the things that already belong to us. Amen. 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 So richly, all things to enjoy. God is about pleasure, not that hedonistic pleasure. I'm going to eat, drink, and be merry. And no, 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 not that. God knows what pleasure is. He created it. He created us for his enjoyment, for his pleasure, for his fulfillment. Turn with me to Psalm 35, verse 27. Can we say Psalms 35? Yes, verse 27. All right. Verse 27 in Psalms 35 says, Let me shout for joy and be glad, who favor my righteous cause. And let me say continually, let the Lord be magnified, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Amen. Amen. That was the psalmist in his Old Testament. God has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. If he had prosperity, if he has prosperity 
excuse me, if he has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant, how much more pleasure does he have in the prosperity of his children? Hallelujah. We are his mm -hmm. children. This is where God's pleasure is. His pleasure is in our prosperity. Prosperity. Don't get scared of that. There are some saints who think, nope, I'm not, not, no, 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 because to be rich, you know, money is the root of all evil. Money is not the root of all evil. Right. The love of money. That rivalry. That rivalry that, again. That, See rivalry, that rivalry. That's that's what she was talking about. That's why Jesus must be Lord. Let him show you how to enjoy the, the prosperity. Let him show you how to enjoy the money. All right. But God has pleasure in our prosperity, prosperity in our spirit, prosperity in our soul, prosperity in our body, prosperity in our situations, prosperity in our um, sphere of influence, the prosperity in our world, prosperity in our nation, prosperity all the way around. He has pleasure in that. He enjoys that. And let me tell you, God is absolute. If he has pleasure in our prosperity, guess what? He has displeasure in anything that keeps us from prospering. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's, there's no gray area there. There's no gray area. Mm -hmm. And so as we come into alignment with God, this is what we prayed in the beginning. As we come into alignment with God, let us have pleasure in what he has pleasure in. And let us have displeasure in what he has displeasure in. Now, I want to speak to those who shy away from prosperity because um, it's it's just evil, <laughs> okay, because it right. keeps you from being close to God. I want to show you something. God gave me this revelation. It's so wonderful. Um, turn to Psalm 112. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank Hallelujah. You, Hallelujah. I see somebody running to get some paper to write that one down. Uh, <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. All right. So Psalm 112, I want us to read verse one and verse three. All right. Psalms 112 verse one says, praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. Wait a minute. That sounds like pleasure to me. Delighting greatly in his commandments. That's having pleasure in his commandments. What he's telling you to do. Okay, because you're going to be able to access what he has for you. Praise the Lord. Verse three says, wealth and riches will be in his house and his righteousness endures forever. Amen. Whose house are we talking about? We're talking about the man in verse one. Blessed is the man mm -hmm. that fears the Lord, that delights greatly in his commandments. In his house, wealth and riches shall be there. And then there's a colon. In my Bible, there's mm -hmm. a colon, which means there's something else to come after mm -hmm. that. And it says, and his righteousness endureth forever. Do you know what that tells me? Mm -hmm. That tells me that prosperity, wealth and riches, prosperity and righteousness are connected. Yes. They're not going to rival each other when we do yes. it God's way. Okay. Yes. So. Hold on to that. Take. Let's go to Matthew chapter uh -oh. six, verse thirty-three, right. and I'm going to read this one out of the Amplified Classic. Matthew chapter six, verse thirty-three. So remember, 
wealth and riches shall be in his house, meaning the person who's fearing the Lord, person who delights in his commandments, wealth and riches shall be in his house and his righteousness endures forever. Wealth and riches, prosperity and righteousness are connected. So now Matthew chapter six, verse 33, I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Classic. We know it very well, but it says, but seek first of all his kingdom and his righteousness. And then it says his way of doing and being right. So when we look at wealth and riches or prosperity being connected with righteousness, this is talking about the man's righteousness, the person's righteousness um, who, who fears the Lord, who delights in the Lord's commandments, their righteousness, not their self-righteousness. We're talking about the righteousness that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He who knew no sin became sin that I might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We're talking about that. And now I'm walking out that righteousness. I'm aligning with who I am in Christ. I am righteous in Christ Jesus. So let me line up my do with my who. Let me line up my actions with who I am in Christ. That righteousness. Okay. Well, what is that righteousness? What does it look like? Here in the amplified part of Matthew 6.33, righteousness is amplified as God's way of doing and being right. And as I continue to meditate these scriptures, as I continue to spend time with these scriptures until I heard God's voice talking to me, let me hear you, let me tell you what I heard Holy Spirit say. But seek first of all his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being and having right. God wants us to have prosperity. He wants us to be prosperous. He wants us to do prosperously. So it's not just doing and being right, but part of our righteousness package is having what God wants us to have. If it's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom, it should be our good pleasure to receive the kingdom, which means it should be our good pleasure to align with him to do what it takes to receive the kingdom. Go ahead. And that righteousness is because God is a just God. God is a just God. He is not good. Prophetess Free said it. He is absolute. He does not want, he wants us to be prosperous. And so he does not, it doesn't, he doesn't take pleasure in us being in lack. Matter of fact, Jesus went to the cross and destroyed all that. Literally abolished it. He tore it down. His flesh was the veil that gave us access to God to get everything that we needed. We don't have to sacrifice. We don't have to beg. We don't have to barter. Because we've come into this relationship knowing that we are children of God. Psalms 35. Psalms, I'm sorry, Psalms 34. Verse 8 and 9. If I can read that. Actually, I'm going to read verse 8 through 10. And then if you, if you don't mind reading it through the Amplified once I finish reading it. All right. So Psalms 34 verses 8 through 10 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. 
Blessed is the man who trusts in him. There's an explanation point there. Verse nine. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. Another explanation. <laughs> there is no want to those who fear him, revere him. There is no want to those who fear him. Verse 10, the young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Any good thing. Any good thing. So that's your healing. That's deliverance. That's being in your right mind. That's being able to fend off sickness and disease where it doesn't cripple you. We're not saying that you're not going to get sick. We're not saying that you may not lose a job. What we're saying is that when you fear God, when you trust him, when you put your trust in him, those things pale in comparison because you recognize that God is the source. He is not the resource. Because if he gave you that resource, the job, if he allowed you to stay healthy while everybody else was being put in boxes, you have to recognize that he's going to keep you to the end. Lord, I don't know what's going to happen and I don't know how it's going to play out, but I trust you. I'm going to trust you no matter what. It can be down to the ninth hour, Lord, I'm going to trust you. Because you're great, you're sovereign. How is it that I don't know that you rule everything? How is it that I don't know that I am a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, where you rule and reign, not only there, but here on earth as well? So I choose, I choose and make a conscious decision to trust in everything that you do. No matter what is taking place, no, no matter when fear comes up and tries to crouch and tell me that it's not gonna happen, it don't make a difference no way. Because if you don't do it then, you're gonna do it as soon as you decide to do it. We don't lack anything, anything as long as we put our trust in God and in his son. And what she just described there, that's a form of righteousness. That's God's way of doing. Seek him, you won't lack. Seek your own resources, you're gonna lack. Seek other people's assistance and help, you're gonna lack. Not that God won't use other people, right. but if you're counting on other people to help you rather than counting on God, then you're going to fall short. But God's way of doing it, his way of doing right is to seek him. You won't lack any good thing. You understand? And then you're going to have right because you're going to have everything that he has for you. Amen. Okay. Do you and still nothing, want me to read it? And nothing will be, see, sometimes we get things and then we lose it. And we say, well, God, what happened? Because it was right. <laughs> It was what? It, I'm sorry. It wasn't right. It wasn't given oh. to you in, in righteousness. It wasn't given. See, you don't recognize that sometimes. We don't recognize that anything that God gives us, it's not, that's not returnable or refundable. No, it's ours. 
backwards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember I prayed this prayer years ago and I can see how the answers just keep showing up time and time again in my life. But I got to a point, I said, Lord, I don't want to forfeit anything mm. that you have for me. Mm -hmm. Because what Apostle True just said is right. If God gives you something, you know, so this whole thing about God gives and God takes away. Yes, that is in the Bible. But understand, Job said that under the understanding that he had. Right. Under his understanding of God at the time, that is not the character of our God. Our God does right. not give and take away. Okay, so if something happens to it, there's something about it that's not right. Check yourself out, see what happened. And that's how I got to the point, Lord, I don't want to forfeit anything that you have for me. I, I don't want it because, whoa, James 117, every good gift mm -hmm. and every perfect gift mm -hmm. comes from above from the father of lights. It's a good gift because it's just inherently good because God is good. Mm -hmm. It's a perfect gift because it fulfills the purpose for which it was created. Those are the kinds of gifts God gives. They're full and they're complete and they accomplish that which he created it to do. It comes from above, from the father of lights, from the father of revelation, the one who sees everything, knows everything, knows everything about everything, knows everything about you, why he made it for you, why he gave it to you, what he had for you to do with it. He, It came from him, the one who knows everything. Why wouldn't it work perfectly? Amen. If we walk in alignment with him, this goes to receiving on the same level he desires to bless. Is there a theme coming here? Aligning with him. Mm -hmm. Aligning with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Absolutely. Apostle True, did you still want me to read this out of the Amplified? Please, message? please. All right. So Psalm 34, verses 10 through um, verses 8 through 10 in the Amplified Classic. Oh, taste and see that the Lord our God is good. Exclamation point. Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied is the man who trusts and takes refuge in him. Hallelujah. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. Revere and worship him! Exclamation point. For there is no want to those who truly revere. Come on now. Truly. There is no want to those who truly revere and worship him with godly fear. The young lions lack food and suffer hunger. But they who seek, get this, inquire of and require the Lord, hallelujah, by right of their need and on the authority of his word, none of them shall lack any beneficial thing. Hallelujah. That's some good stuff right there. There you go. <laughs> That's some good stuff. That is some good stuff. I think we can go towards the invitation right there. You're not going to like any beneficial thing. And these beneficial things, they come out of his pleasure. He gives us all things richly. He gives richly. He gives us richly all things to enjoy. There's just, I'm going, I know there's the song by Janet Jackson. That's not what I'm talking about here, but I'm all saying right. the pleasure principle. The pleasure principle. It's God's mm -hmm. pleasure to give. Let it be your pleasure to receive but understand you can't receive the way you want to receive 
You've got to receive the way he set it up for you to receive. That's how you get to partake of his pleasure. Um, stay real close. Psalm 36. So it's one page over. Um, I want to read verses seven through nine in the, I'd like to read it in the Amplified Classic, um, just for the sake of time. So it's Psalm 36, verses seven through nine. Do you have the Amplified Classic there? I have the Amplified, but it's not the Classic. Oh, okay. That's okay. I'll read it okay. in here. All right. So um, Psalm 36, verses 7 through 9. And this, I want to speak to everybody who says, hey, I want to receive on the same level God desires to bless. I, I thought I was receiving from God, but I'm understanding that there's so much more that I can receive. I'm understanding that there's so much more available to me, but I don't feel like I have the access to or I'm speaking to that person who says, yeah, I want to receive from God, but now I'm, I'm understanding that I've been trying to do it my way when he's already made the way. He's already set the way. And if I just make these adjustments and come into alignment with the way he wants me to do it, wow, I open myself up so much more. I can receive on the same level that he desires to bless. Now, are we going to get there overnight? It's not impossible, All right. but I want you to understand that it is a process, mm -hmm. that it does require growth, and that we must exercise good stewardship. Have you ever had somebody who performed, oh, here we go, every school, right? You've got a test coming up. You study just enough to know the answers for the test, but after that test is gone, you don't remember any of that stuff anymore. See, no, that's why this is a process, because this isn't for All us right. to do stuff and, and just enough to get a blessing. And then mm. after we get the blessing, go back to doing things the way we, we were before or forget everything that we learned in this process. No, that's why it takes time. When children, when God took the children of Israel from Egypt through the wilderness, he could have taken them on a route that took three days. He says, no, I got to take them the long way around. The long way around meaning 11 days. Right. It should not have taken 40 years. That was their doing. <laughs> God's going to take them on an 11 day journey instead of on the three day journey because he wanted them to go through the process. Mm -hmm. But there were so many who were not yielded to the process that they had to die out first. Mm -hmm. So the ones that had yielded to the process can get what God had for them. If you want to receive on the same level God desires to bless. Let me encourage you go through the process. Amen. All right, so Psalm 36, verses 7 through 9 in the Amplified Classic. How precious is your steadfast love, O God. The children of men take refuge and put their trust under the shadow of your wings. So in the context of what we're talking about today, we're talking about taking refuge and putting our trust under the shadow of his wings. I'm coming out from my way of doing it. I'm putting my trust in you. I'm coming under the refuge of your wings. I'm coming under submission to your ways. I'm not trying to do it my way anymore. I'm coming in under the covering 
And I'm going to do it your way because that's where I'm putting my trust. That's where I'm expecting to see results. Okay. Verse eight. Oh, this is good. They relish and feast on the abundance of your house. Hallelujah. Mm, mm, mm. Relish and feast. That doesn't sound like just enough to get by to me. Right. That doesn't sound like mm, eating spinach mm, that mm. you don't like, and I'm eating it because I have to, and it's good. No, we get to relish and feast on the abundance of his house. He gives us richly all things to enjoy. Hallelujah. And get this. It says, and you cause them to drink of the stream of your pleasures, plural. We're only talking about one pleasure right now, the pleasure of prosperity. He has pleasure in our prosperity. It's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. But he has so many more pleasures, all with us in mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this is the verse I really wanted to get to, verse 9. They say, for with you is the fountain of life. Do you remember when? Jesus was teaching and he says, okay, you must eat of my body and drink of my blood. They're like, "Mm -mm, that's too hard. I'm turning, I'm going away. And Jesus turned to the 12 and said, will you go too? And Peter said, where are we going to go? For with you are the words of life. For with you is the fountain of life. There's no other life source out there. You are the fountain of life. In your light, do we see light? In your revelation, do we receive revelation? By the truth that you speak, do we see the truth and walk in the truth and be made free by the truth? For with you is the fountain of life. In your light, do we see light? I'm turning away from every other light source that I thought was there. Mm-hmm. Anything that I have set on the throne of my heart in your place, I'm dethroning it now and setting mm. you, Jesus, back on the throne of my heart. Jesus is Lord. I choose to see things as you see them. I choose to do things as you tell me to do them. And I choose to receive what you have for me. And I choose to follow you and align with you and obey you to such a degree that I receive on the same exact level that you desire to bless. You desire to bless me up here. I don't want to be receiving on this level down here. Amen. I want to receive on the same level that you desire to bless. Because I know it's your will to bless me. I know it's your pleasure that I have prosperity, spirit, soul, body, finances, relationships, life situations. That's your pleasure for me. And so your pleasure is my pleasure. And I don't wanna settle for receiving on a lower level than you desire to bless. In the name of Jesus. Yes. I'm just going to take a minute because I believe that as, as a body, as the body of Christ, we sometimes get this concept confused with um, hauntiness and pride. 
but you have to recognize what kingdom humility looks like. Yeah. Amen. See, kingdom humility is not saying um, that you have to be in lack and that you don't want others to think that you are better than them. So that you say, no, I, I don't want that. I don't want the Mercedes. I don't want the house. I don't want the businesses. I just want to live a quiet life. That's denying God, his God-given right to bless you. Hallelujah. Humility means, Lord, I just like Prophetess Free said, I receive everything that you have for me. And I'm not ashamed to receive it. Jesus said, I am not ashamed to call you brothers and sisters. Amen. And when you are able to receive everything that God is giving you, and you can in turn relate and express that this is the will of God, this is not a show of uh, who you think you are. But this is literally the will of God and the blessings of God upon your life. You can't look in the Bible. You cannot read in the Bible where you find people that was in despair that God used and didn't have or people didn't take care of them. Every prophet that you see, somebody was taking care of them. They had everything that they need. And I'm not talking about anointing and gifts. In times of famine, God told them where to go. Yeah. When the, when humans didn't um, were unable to feed them, and it was family, right? Lung lions may lack hunger. A raven came. Uh-huh. A scavenger, some a uh, a bird that the last thing he would do is share his food with somebody. <laughs> no, humility is not denying yourself the things that God has wants to give you. It's receiving them with a grateful heart, recognizing that you deserve them because your father, it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And when you receive that understanding, when you can receive that humility, the kingdom humility and understanding, you walk it out and you walk it out with dignity and a character where people recognize that it has nothing to do with you, but everything to do with the God that you serve. The art of receiving God's promises starts with receiving the son. Amen. Amen. And when you take the son and you receive the son, you receive everything. <laughs> Jesus is a packaged deal. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, he is. Everything is not part sold separately. No, but if you want to look at it as a video game, you know, when you play a video game, you've got to go through uh, certain levels mm. and other in, in order to get other, you know, weapons or other powers or other right. whatever. You, you've got to go through levels. You've got to demonstrate mastery in this level and in this level and this, this level. Well, now, yes, that's required. Are you going to be obedient? Mm -hmm. Are you going to be willing? 
Are you going to be faithful, meaning stick with it? Are you going to grow from the sincere milk of the word to strong meat? <laughs> Are you going to receive correction? Are you going to sow, meaning give? Are you going, are you, are you, are you going to do, can God trust you? Can God trust you? And it's not uh, trusting you saying that you're a good or a bad person. It's trusting you to be able to handle more of what he has for you because he loves you too much to give you something that's going to hurt you. Or, or have you turned away from him? Or have you turned away from him? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever notice, I'm going to give this example real quick. You know, so let's deal with money. Let's deal with, you know, people who experience not having a lot of money. And so they're going through and they're worried about how they're going to pay this bill or how they're going to get this thing or how they're going to, they're always worried about money. That's a poverty mindset in the body mm -hmm. of Christ, because they're not trusting in God as their supply and trusting in the free flow of that supply, a poverty mindset. And that's often how we think of it when you don't have enough money, that's poverty, right? Well, what about the person who is affluent? The person who has plenty of money can get anything and everything they want, but they're always worried about losing it. Mm. What if the stock market crashes? What if somebody robs me? What if, what if? Well, they have just as much of a poverty mindset as the person who doesn't have money because they're not worried about how to get money. They're worried about how to keep money. Right. So they don't have money. Money has them. Mm, mm, and the mm. same person who doesn't have money, well, they're right. They don't have money, but money still has them. Because mm -hmm. if they're just worried about how to get it, they're also that worried about what happens when it runs out and mm -hmm. I need it again. So yeah. that's, that's, that's what came to mind, Apostle True, when you said, you know, or if you're going to turn away from him. So if you're going to, he's going to take you through those things, grow you and mature you so that whether you have, what did Paul say? I know how to be abased mm -hmm. and I know how to abound. He didn't say, I know what it is to be abased, honey. I know what it is to be hungry. I know what it is to be. Broke. That's not what he said. He said, I know how to be abased. Right. And he said, he didn't say, oh, I know what it is to have a lot of money and I can get whatever I want. No, no, no. He said, I know how to abound. In both cases, what? He is humble. He is depending on God for everything. And then he says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I, it doesn't matter what's going on on the outside. It doesn't matter how much money or how much supply is on the outside. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me because I'm not moved by my situations. My situations are moved by me because I'm walking in the power of God. I've got the right. kingdom of God on the inside of me and I have all the supply I need because I have the abundant supply on the inside of me. This is a picture of what it looks like to receive on the same level God desires to bless. So if you would like to receive Jesus today, or if you would like to, I'm going to say receive an impartation to position yourself to receive on the same level God desires to bless, we're inviting you in today. Mm -hmm. Apostle True, will you will you do that? Absolutely. 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 So for each and every one of you, 
who this Facebook Live has touched. And I know it has, because this is a big, big issue in the body of Christ about receiving, learning how to receive the promises of God. But more than that, you first have to be able to receive Christ. You have to receive the Son. You have to receive the Son. All of this comes with the Son. It is his inheritance. It is the gifts that he wants to give you. It is his good pleasure to do so. Matter of fact, it pierces his heart when you don't. Because he has these gifts and he has these blessings and he has prosperity and he has healing and he wants to give it to you. But you first got to receive the son. So if you would just repeat after me, just repeat after me, we're going to say the salvation prayer and then I'm going to impart the blessing of God upon you that you'll be able to receive everything that he has. Just repeat after me, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus. I receive you today. I receive you today. I receive you in my heart. I receive you in my heart. I receive you in my life. I receive you in my life. I receive you in my mind. I receive you in my mind. I'm asking you to take control of my life. I'm asking you to take control of my life. That you would be the center of all that I do. That you would be the center of all that I do. Thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for dying for my sins. And thank you for calling me out of darkness. And thank you for calling me out of darkness. I receive your love. I receive your love. I receive your salvation. I receive your salvation. And I receive the Lord, your lordship. And I receive your lordship. Hallelujah. Now. Hallelujah. In the name of Hallelujah. Jesus. You see how you just received all that? Hallelujah. He was already mine, but I have I received it again. In the name of Jesus, just receive it. Thank you. Just receive it. And now God wants to give you something else. He wants to give you that guarantee. He wants to give you an engagement ring. He wants you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. With the evidence of speaking in tongues. He wants to seal you. That he would prepare you, cleanse you, wash you up, put you in a white robe so that you would be prepared for the bridegroom, the son. And so just receive your prayer language right now. Just open up your mouth and begin to speak that utterance. Begin to speak. That's it. In the name of Jesus. Let it come from the flow of your belly. Let it come forth in the name of Jesus. That's it. That's it. You have received. Hallelujah. You have received the gift of a prayer language now you have a relationship that is so strong you can talk to the lord he will talk to you he will bring revelation you've received him and you've received the gift hallelujah you have received that first gift that impartation of the baptism of the holy spirit receive it Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't stop to try to figure it out. Just receive it in the name of Jesus. It is your right to receive it. It is your right to have it. Take it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Take it in the name of Jesus. And now, while you are 
uh, bathing and basking in the glow of receiving the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. I just pray right now and in part over you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that they receive every gift, gift that you have for them because they've received the Son in the name of Jesus. They've received every father god thing that they need if it is healing if it is financial provision father god if it is deliverance of the mind if it is deliverance from people in the name of jesus it all belongs to them in the name of jesus i thank you father god that they were able to taste and see that you were good i thank you father god that they will lack no good thing i thank you father god that it is your pleasure to give them the kingdom and I thank you, Father God, that you are teaching them even now, Father God, opening, Father God, portals and, and opening up, Father God, the double doors. You're swinging them you. wide thank open that they may walk in and be in your thank presence, that they will receive joy and abundance. Hallelujah. In your presence is joy forevermore. In your presence, in the name of Jesus, receive the kingdom. Yes. Receive it now. Receive the revelation of Jesus. Hallelujah. Receive. And so even now I declare that strongholds are broken. I declare right now in the name of Jesus that chains are falling off. Fetters are being, Father God, loosed in the name of Jesus. Prison doors are being opened. Where there was darkness, there is light in the name of Jesus. Where there was cloud and haziness, Father God, a fog in the name of Jesus, that the breath of God has come and settled in in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I thank you right now in the name of Jesus, Father God, for every soul that is Father God that has says yes to receive the promises of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And we seal it right now. Yes. We seal everything that has been done and said right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus. And we declare, Father God, that your righteousness and your justice, Father God, be done in each and every life. Yes, sir. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus now listen, name. no matter where you are, you can go to God's love song. You can come to True Free Love Ministry. Go ahead, send us a message. Let us know that you've received the Lord as your savior. Go ahead and let us know that you've received your prayer language and let us know that you've received the impartation of receiving the things of God, that things are changing in your life that you trust him more, that you have just received, hallelujah, the keys to the kingdom. Let us know, let us know. And don't forget to meet us here every third Saturday. Every third Saturday, we are here on Facebook Live on True Free Love Ministries. You will be able to find the link at God's, uh, God Loves Songs Ministry. Again, email us, text us, message us, whatever it takes. We want to be a part of the celebration of what God is doing in your life. And we believe that he's doing something. 
because we are the witness and we are the testimony of how good God is. So God's Love Song Ministry, you can definitely go there, email us, message us, whatever it is that you want to do. And even that, you have to be able to receive that. You have to be able to receive the invitation to reach out to us, to bring glory to the kingdom of God. Because if God has done something for you today, then you ought to give God glory. Let us know. Let us know. Amen. Um, Apostle True, um, um, there we go. Sorry. I'm trying to put up this um, screen for them. But while we do, I have a word of the Lord that mm. I, I feel like I need to share. So here you go, um, brothers and sisters. I apologize for the delay. Here is the, the website. You can go to godslovesongministries.com. And um, there are links on the page for Eternity Chats, or you can just do the slash Eternity Dash Chats. That's where you will find our replays, and um, that's where we are. And, but also on the website, there are just ways to connect. So it's like Apostle True said, receive that. Receive that invitation to connect. Receive, um, you might have a church home already. You might have a church fellowship already, um, but you might want more in the area of what you've heard today. You might want some additional resources. We have resources for you. You might want um, more ministering in this vein. There are opportunities to receive ministry. As a matter of fact, um, you know, we have programs, Discipleship Way. We have Discipleship Way America and bless the Lord. This month we launched um, Discipleship Way Kenya. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Those are ministry opportunities. So if you go to the website, godslovesongministries.com, you will see places um, under the ministries and outreaches where you can learn more information about those and how you can get connected. Absolutely. All right. Um, as a matter of fact, let me let me just do this real quick. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good, isn't he? Yes, um, he is. Stay tuned because I'm going to release a word in just a moment. Stay tuned. Praise the Lord. So if you want to find out more about Discipleship Way, go to discipleshipway.org. You will also see links up there for Discipleship Way Kenya. But go to discipleshipway.org. Okay. Praise the Lord. And Absolutely. then Discipleship Way Kenya. So at Discipleship Way, we are achieving victory in everyday life and influencing others to do the same. It's not Amen. so much about preaching the word to them. It's about them seeing the results of God's word mm -hmm. in our mm -hmm. lives. Praise the Lord. So um, you may go to those websites, those links, and learn more about the discipleship program. Okay? All right. Now, Apostle True just released an impartation to you that you would be able to receive on the same level that God desires to bless. And here is a word that the Lord has to the body of Christ, whether you just now became a part of the family, praise the Lord, welcome to mm -hmm. the family, or whether you've been part of the family for a while. Number one, take your mouth off of the people of God. I don't care what they have done wrong. I don't care how hypocritical it seems they have been. Mm. 
you do not have the right, number one, to put your mouth on them. If you are going to put your mouth on them, pray for them. Mm -hmm. Pray for them. Because by speaking against that, oh, touch not my anointed mm -hmm. and do my prophets no harm. Anybody who is a part of the body of Christ who calls himself a Christian, guess what? They are anointed because Christ is not Jesus's last name. Christ is in the New Testament, the word Christ means the same thing as Messiah in the Old Testament. And they both mean the anointed one and his anointing. And when we say we are Christians, we are Christ-like. What does it mean to be Christ-like? That means we operate under the same anointing as the anointed one and his anointing. Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. I don't care what it looks like they've done. Keep your mouth off of them. But if you're going to put your mouth on them, pray the word of God over them. Not what you think should happen to them. And not them Old Testament, you know, we love David. Lord, knock their teeth out. No, we don't pray those prayers. Right. That's Old Testament. <laughs> okay. When the disciples said, Jesus, do you want us to call down fire? He says, you don't know the spirit you're of. That's Absolutely. not the spirit you're of. Okay, pray the word of God over them. And if you don't know what to pray, but you feel like you need to pray, you just receive the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. When you are praying in tongues, you are praying the perfect will of God. It takes your mind out of it. It takes your desires out of it. Does it leave you brainwashed? No. no. It takes you out of the natural realm, puts you square in the spiritual realm where you are communicating directly to God in the perfect language, and you're speaking forth the mysteries of heaven. Take your mouth off of the people of God. And when people mistreat you, even people who are supposed to be Christians or church people, do not release curses on them. That's not the spirit you are of. Bless them that curse you. Bless them by praying for them, Lord, may they come face to face with you. Lord, may they receive a revelation of who you are. Lord, heal them in the places that they are hurting, the things that cause them to do what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Touch them, heal them, bless them. Mm -hmm. Remember who and whose you are. To revile against people is to limit yourself as to how much you can receive. And God wants you to receive on the same level that he desires to bless. And now if you are a child of God and someone has put their mouth on you, undo, do, do what Jesus, was it Jesus? Or was it, oh Lord, and I just read it the other day because I needed to do it. Yes, it was Jesus. When he was reviled against, he reviled not, but he trusted himself to the one mm -hmm. who judges righteously. Mm-hmm. When people put their mouths on you, don't revile back. Don't seek revenge. Don't feel like you have to put any word in edgewise. Trust yourself to the one who judges righteously and let God judge him. But you do like Moses did for the children of Israel. Put a good word in for them. Amen. Lord bless them. <laughs> Lord Amen. help them. Right? And, and Jesus 
Jesus, he he's he lives ever to make intercession for us. He's the mediator between God and man. And when the enemy comes accusing, Jesus says, oh, no, they're already covered by the blood. Mm -mm, that doesn't apply to them. Let the love of God flow through you. Which means you have to receive the love of God for you first. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to receive on the same level that God desires to bless. Take your mouth off of the people of God. I don't care if you don't like their hairstyle that day. I don't care if their clothes are too tight or a little too much is showing. Lord, send them somebody to help them. Lord, send them. And, and I'll tell you just from personal experience, okay? Now, there are some people who like dressing that way. Lord, give them an awareness. Teach them who they are in you. That more character will show than cleavage. You know, to pray. But then there are also people who are like a one man, one woman show. They've got to set the cameras up. They've got to get the scriptures ready. They've got to know what they're going to minister. And oh, my goodness, I'm so busy ministering to the people. I didn't realize my shirt started sinking down a little low. Forgive me. Bless me. Pray for me and ask God to send me some help. Pray. And then get out of your flesh. If you were in the spirit paying attention to the word, that wouldn't bother you so much anyway. And if it does bother you, let it be a trigger for you to pray. Amen. So receiving on the same level God desires to bless. He's cleaning some stuff out so we have more room to receive. Amen. 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 Thank you. All right. That is our time. I pray that you were blessed um, here at Eternity Chat Season 2, The Art mm -hmm. of Receiving God's Promises. And we will see you the third Saturday of February and Amen. the third Saturday after that. All right, then you be blessed. The Lord keep it, uh, bless and keep you and may his face smile upon you and lead you in peace. God bless. Amen. Oh.